Welcome to the Hex Podcast. Alright guys, welcome to Hex episode 10. Um, I'm here with the Level Out boys, uh, Yats and Bobak. Um, they own a really cool supplement business, which they're going to, well, say hello first and introduce it to the crowd. Over, over to you. Uh, cheers Phil for having us, first of all. Um, super glad to be here and be in, the, in this beautiful in Hex, enjoying ourselves. We've sweated a few times with you, nice. pretty brutal. Um, yeah, my name's Yats, Bobak. Um, we're pretty old friends now. We've kind of, we were just give you a little bit of background about us. Um, we both went to school together, then we went to university together. Which uni? Bristol. Nice, yeah, family. Yeah, and then we, read, we both read biology together. Oh wow. <laughs> both ended up doing our dissertations together. Times <laughs> three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then we split off. Um, in two slightly different directions. Uh, I went to work at Red Bull for a couple of years. Cool. Um, yeah, it was good fun. Really, really. Company, yeah, amazing brand to, to, to work for and actually inspired us for a lot of stuff that we're kind of doing with Level Up, how we want to bring it to market. Um, and then worked for a few tech startups and then started a um, some kebab restaurants, healthy kebab shops nice. um, called Fanny's Kebabs, which, uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> And then, uh, <laughs> right, Nathan. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll check them. Kebabs are nice. <laughs> and then we started off level out, but then uh, Bobak took us slightly different, different, different yeah. parts. So I, I started at Unilever, um, was working in kind of direct consumer marketing, so bringing bringing brands at the time, like kind of e commerce was kind of this new buzzy thing. So bringing brands from being like very retail brands to direct consumer brands were sent through their own websites and stuff like that. Uh, and then next up was a strategy consultant working across. Uh, kind of big, big brands across the world, like Chanel in Hong Kong, Dyson in the UK, kind of brands like Avon and L'Oreal in, in, yeah. in New York as well. Yeah. Uh, so I did that for four years, and then um, yeah, basically persuaded me that instead I should stay in London and start a level up work at CBD with him. So um, yeah, <laughs> they, they yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> exactly, back. yeah, yeah. So I've been so I've been doing that now full time for like the last three or four months. He was planning on moving to New York and living the dream, and I said no. Stay yeah, here. Stay here, get paid nothing and graft. Sit in the rain, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You've been to New York before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent quite a lot of time out there with work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great city. Fuzzy town. Um, right, guys, let's talk about Level Up then. What, um, obviously, I know, but you guys can tell the audience about what, what is Level Up, what, what the supplements do. Yeah, I've got joined to I'll kick off onto it. So, I think, like, from Everything we've done, we've both trained quite a lot, which I think we'll touch on. And like, Bob I plays hockey to a very high level. I play a few sports to a very amateur level, um, as well as enjoy training. Uh, but like, in our lives, we're always kind of training as well as, you know, working alongside that. Um, and sometimes you find that in the mornings, if you're trying to get up early to do a session, you didn't really have the energy, or, you know, coming to your third, fourth session of the week, we just want to maximize the sessions a little bit harder. Um, we didn't really find anything that resonated with ourselves in the respect of being able to take something which then you could then kind of carry on and do your full day's work or go into meetings and stuff like that. Quite a lot of stuff on the market was quite a, quite a big, big big hit which then you have a big trough after. Yeah. Um, and also quite focused on just a more of a body stimulant rather than a mind stimulant. So we kind of wanted to make something which kind of worked for us in the respect of giving us this ability to train harder, perform better, but then also be able to carry on the kind of day to day without having this big trough. Um, and we start formulating focus, which is like the water soluble sachet, um, which you kind of put into water, shake it, drink it, whether it's 15 minutes or so before your training and um, to kind of give you this energizing peak. Um, but it kind of, it's a longer sustained hit. 
um, with just eight constituents in it, which are all natural, no added sugars. So we just want to make it pretty simple to sort of learn about and to understand. Um, so everything that's in it is it, it's, it's pretty easy to kind of Google and understand if you don't know quite what it is. So the we start with guarana, which is our form of caffeine. So Brazilian form of caffeine, slightly slower release than your normal anhydrous caffeine. Um, alongside that, we paired it with um, L-theanine and CBD to help basically alleviate any of the jitters that you might get from caffeine. So L-theanine is a, basically it promotes alpha brainwaves. Um, in your awake state, you have two forms of brainwave, your alpha and beta. So alpha is your meditative state, beta is your active state. So it's, 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 it's promoting that, that relaxed state, which means that you're going to offset any of the jitters from the caffeine. CBD also has a similar effect to that. So then two paired together does that really nicely. Then we've got ginseng in there for cognitive enhancement. Um, then you've got BCAAs for muscle performance and recovery, glutamine for your immune system, and vitamin C and vitamin B. That's it basically. So nice and simple. And so we kind of want to make it quite easy and transportable as well. So it's on single form sachets in that respect. Yeah, I think I think the other thing is that you know a lot of, a lot of the other products you're out in the market, a the caffeine here is either really extreme. So you're talking about the equivalent of knocking back like three or four espressos, which is just too much and it's going to unsettle you for the day. Um, or they just have quite high levels of sugar in them, or, or a lot of sweeteners as well. So we wanted to remove all of that and make sure it was a really low calorie kind of like wasn't going to impact the other parts of, of what you're trying to achieve as well. So there's like other things that come with it being just all natural. It's also advantageous as, as a kind of prefix. Yeah, I think it's a big, um, a big come down after like the, the monsters or the knockos. Like, exactly. Yeah. And the um, MMGs in it. Caffeine is quite hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it can be up to 180 or 200, yeah. which is like to put down this way. Yeah, like. Yeah, 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 and you kind of that's, we didn't like it's like we didn't put beta alanine and stuff into it because we were found that sort of itchy skin feeling wasn't wasn't for us. And I think there's actually a very large market of people. Interestingly, I think the people that were going after might not actually know that they could use this kind of product. Um, I think they're probably quite they don't like anybody who hears the word pre-workout quite often. I'm just a bit like I don't want, don't want to touch that. Yeah. So it's quite a hard barrier to break down. Um, but we're finding it that once people do try it, they actually find so many people have said to us they're just like oh. I don't take pre-workout, but I really love this, and that's kind of what we're trying so, to go for. So you say it's not really a pre-workout, so you take every day, I suppose. I mean, or, I I take every day, but it's like I think for people, it kind of depends what moment you're trying to yeah. figure it. I think the way we're positioning it is is that point of do you have do you have a training session coming up? Do you want to just try and maximize your performance within it? Um, you know, have you got? I mean, some people take it for a long day ahead, but I think essentially we built it for the purpose of training. Yeah. Um, other people are using it in life hacks where they might be taking it for a long day's work as well. Presentations, exactly. Like, exactly. Some people, down, <laughs> <laughs> Some people are like, it's like written in the ad, so you've kind of yeah. got that, that effect to it. And I think that that comes from the cognitive enhancement, the, the, the nootropics that we put in it help sort of make you feel more alert without having such a big caffeine head, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's the focus product. And then we were kind of always looking at recovery as well being really really key to our to our lives like i think it's very understated that people aren't focusing on recovery i think it's become much more much more prominent especially with these kind of tracking devices and everything everybody's looking at what they're doing what their recoveries are and stuff like that um but sleep muscle recovery inflammation all these things as we kind of wear and tear and as we get older as we play more sport as we train more we need help with it um so we we actually we started taking cbd and we found it real benefit so we created reset I think we kind of wanted to come in and chase things up slightly. People have always had bad flavour CBD, which they particularly enjoy putting under their tongue for two minutes, which which kind of actually a funny story. Go on. About that. So um, I think it was a couple of years ago, I got one for any competition, and I had it next to my um, drawer, it's my bed. Um, 
and then well, I think before yeah, before when I was taking it for about a month, and I didn't realise that I'd also had, had like a same bottle of beard oil. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff tastes like shit. It's horrible. I kept taking the beard oil, uh, <laughs> and uh, I had to research if I was going to poison myself. It was horrendous. Was, uh, that how was the worst taste? <laughs> how, how was, was, how was the beard? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Hex Podcast. Uh, so yeah, I'll never forget that. Did you, did you then start taking the other ones again? Just start helping you out? Uh, to be honest, no difference. Really? Apart from the taste of <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I don't even take the CBD oil, um, I've taken it for the last two, three years, because obviously people have trained a lot, is obviously research and yeah. everyone does it, mate. Really I think what we really notice is, is kind of like the more you're training or the more physical your yeah. life is and the, the, the bigger advantage you get and what we see is kind of like filtering down so yeah. where, where it's and it were initially really popular it's kind of like if you're into you know mma your rugby union you're kind of nfl players out in the states and stuff like that now you know increasingly it's kind of like soccer players and stuff like that it's kind of like going down the down the track and i think what what we're what we think is going to happen is going to happen to kind of like you know quote everyday athlete yeah. who's doing three to five sessions a week but still it has that Role to play in helping you in helping you recover from from even that mark. Obviously, lower level, but still very physical might be your reason. I think the um, for me, I think it's more the kind of doms. Yeah, I just got less doms when taking it, and so I've always slept really well anyway. So it was really that was a purpose for me. It was more the uh, just it was just all less. Yeah, yeah. didn't really, really help. So it's, uh, tell the difference if I run out and don't take a few days. Just get them all sore after yeah, I think that's what it's the hard it's the hard misconception as well that C B D people take and they're like, oh, I didn't work. It's like it's something you've got to take daily and you've got to put it into a routine. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's, it's sometimes it's difficult to tell people to do something on a, but it's like you don't go to the gym once and get fit. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's something you've got to build up to. Um so it's something that works and everything everyone's bodies are quite unique as well, so it depends how much you take. I think we've seen that some Different, different people take it at very different times, whether it's for the sleep, for anxiety, for stress, for anti-inflammatory and for muscle recovery as well, like massively. I think a lot of people get confused about what, what the strengths are, why they should, what strength they should take. Yeah, it's, it is quite confusing out there because you've got take this many milligrams, like this bottle's got 3,000 milligrams, this is 5%, 10%. I think what we did is we tried to really make it super simple. We just got a graded prepare yeah. in there, which says that if you take 0.5 mils, that's 25 milligrams. That's what we recommend starting with. Then you could dose up or dose down depending on how your body reacts to it. Because I think everybody's very unique in their body structure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, it will affect people differently. And also to kind of start probably, if it's the first time taking CBD, probably take it in the evening just in case, just so you kind of see, you see where it kind of fits into your routine um, and how, how it affects your body. But yeah, I think that's, it is, it is quite confusing in that respect. So it's like, it's someone who's reading the numbers out. But I think it's just easier to understand if you know what kind of dosage you need to take. How many often you take it? How much? How many times it will sort of last you in that bottle? Yeah. We even have some some funny like funny stories about developing focus. It was quite a long process. It was like nine months, but you know, obviously we're kind of similar size yeah. blokes. So, and when we got it absolutely right, you know, sometimes we have we have like mates who take it and they're like absolutely buzzing if they're like maybe maybe have less body weight and they're you know but they're still doing loads of exercise but less body weight maybe they do work better. Um, and then some people who are like massive crossfit athletes need to, need to double it and take two. So it's quite difficult when you're supplementing because obviously quite a lot of it, whatever you're taking really, yeah. it, 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 it to some extent depends on, um, on first of all how your body reacts to it, but a lot of it's just the, the weight of it as well. So you say, for example, I have about five coffees today. I was having four, it's probably like one to six, and then every hour I've done it. Really? Uh, <laughs> and obviously it does wear off a little bit. 
more caffeine you have, the more you need. Um, yeah. But for example, if I was working out after those five five coffees, and took one of those, you don't really need more or I I like think you should definitely need more. Oh, you're yeah, probably, yeah. Probably, you're probably probably taking five, yeah. you five coffees. Yeah, it's, it's... Well, you, you guys would just say take at the last two coffees and just have a Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, uh, it's more about like having a hot drink, like uh, having. Mm. Yeah. So I, I tend to have more decaf than I would like at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite interesting. We're seeing people kind of literally just have a few messages coming through, being like, "I've actually managed to reduce my caffeine, into my, my coffee intake, and I'm taking this instead." And it's like. My sister's a doctor and she's like the most straight shooting person. She was just like, she was testing it and playing around with it. And after a while, she's like, Look, I really, really enjoy this. Yeah. And she's managed to curtail, she takes it when she goes to work as well. So if she's on night shifts, she'll take a focus and she's like, I don't have to drink coffee through the night. Yeah. And she enjoys that. But I do, like, so many people have a habit, right? And the coffee is a nice habit to have. But I think there's also that moment where sometimes if you're getting up at 5 30 in the morning to be in a class at six, you don't want to be necking a hot coffee. Yeah, yeah. And you can't do that. So this kind of gives opportunity to quick shake and drink it. You know? yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the less chance of scoring yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is you could often sit on the tube or something, but yeah, that's always a bit of a nightmare, isn't it? But yeah, I also think five coffees a day, you might want to pick that. Take that off, switch it out for a bit of tea or something like that. I've made one for the last time I've been doing a day, but is strong. What is it? There you go, it doesn't touch the size. Let's talk about a bit about more of your background in training and stuff. Yeah, so I mean, it's quite it's quite funny to think about this when you when you sent us the questions because I suppose I've never really articulated it in this way before. But like, I guess from from quite a young age for me, I was I was quite ambitious about about hockey and being a hockey player. Um, vicious, so so especially vicious. <laughs> Literally, teams are terrible. Yeah, I wasn't very good technically, so I had to make up for it somehow. Um, yeah, so from from the age of kind of fifteen, I was probably playing four or five times a week, um, and then. Yeah, I went up to uni and, and obviously was playing there like again four or five times a week and um, you know at, at times during that journey it was like trying to play but like my hip flexors were so bad that it was almost really difficult to, to get going and stuff like that. Um, ended up playing with the first team and then continued after and, and now captain the, the first team of my club which is in Chelsea and Dulwich. So that's always been something that's probably for me been the kind of peak of what I've been training for, if that makes sense, which is um, like obviously we know each other so well, so we know our strength and weaknesses and he has no I'll always been on the running. Um, and that's basically because I've always been always been pushing myself on the cardio side of it to just try and be really fit. Um, and then the gym stuff the kind of trajectory and lifting kind of came a bit later to try and to try and keep going with that. So um yeah, it's interesting that that's kind of the, I think the heart of it for me would always be to, to be fit to play and then the rest of it kind of builds around that. I still do lots of cycling and, and, and gym stuff around that. But for me the heart of it's always gonna be like enough to go for 70 minutes really hard if you can so that's the that's the yeah. style of my training I think. like another reason why you've been quite um just in supplements and, and yeah totally it's, it's, especially like it, it's funny because you, you, you one of the one of the things about this was that like, i used to sit in the change room before games and everyone has their their, their pre-moment in that in that thing and yeah. for some people they're they're doing a red bull for others they're you know it's coffee banana like everyone has it so it's like could you make this moment better mm-hmm. and could you make it more consistent? Because I'm convinced that none of those things quite hit the nail on the head for exactly all that you need in kind of one, one thing. Um, and I do notice the difference when I train with folks as opposed to like other things because it's 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 made for that, right? If you, if you take a red ball, it's made for kind of a, a plethora of other things that yeah. work out as one of them. Um, I think if, if you find something that's that's made like just for that, it, 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 can, it can really help you. Um, and the other thing is just like, 
the fizziness or something like that. Because you're already a bit butterfly in the last minute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think, yeah, that was one of the things that when we when we started this journey, it was kind of like trying to create, like, could you have everyone, you know, almost the ambition would be like lots of people around the country. I know lots of people are having that moment, mm -hmm. whether it be a, a competition, whether it be tough training sessions, whether it be a match, you know, it might not be that you want to take it, you know, absolutely every time when you're you know, going for a walk around the fucking common, but it might be that, you know, if you can't come in for tough training sessions three or four times a week, it's good to have something to kind of value. You've done it like in your team, any research where like you, um, they, say for example, they take a monster for a game and they do that and wear one of those watches and I um, intake level out and see what difference So, you, you, so what we notice is when people take the CBD, yeah. the recovery scores and things like that do tend to go up. Um, so people like, we've, we've had a few conversations with people that just never seem to be able to get above kind of 70, 75 and then they get their recovery up to kind of, kind of 85, 90. I think well, more holistically, it's really interesting, right? Because what you see is like, I'm nearly 32 now which is starting to get to the peak of when people can really compete yeah. at an amateur level. Well, let me finish, without, without really putting the work in. So you've got some guys in the team who will come down to training, maybe do like a short run at some other time of the week, maybe do nothing. And like, they're really, really struggling when they get to day one, day two. I think, but then you've got guys who, if they take their fitness really seriously, they can keep on going to their kind of like late 30s, mm -hmm. still at that peak. I think you see it even in professional sports more than I'm comparing myself, but you know, you've, got, <laughs> you've got Tom Brady out there winning Super Bowls at age 37 and guys playing in the Premier League or, I mean, I don't know, a few years ago, um, AC Milan had this really like famous mentality, which was, they had all these fantastic players like uh, Maldini and mm -hmm. uh, like Shevchenko and all these, all these guys and, and their mentality was it's so hard to find a new young player to be as good as Paolo Maldini so what can we do to absolutely enhance their longevity so that you know Paolo Maldini age 35 if he can still play he's going to be better than any 21 year old we've got coming through um, so I think it's kind of bringing a bit of that mentality and that kind of led also to the products that, that we've got which you know you know, doing a bit of protein is, is one thing, what's the next step to try and kind of make sure that you can do, keep doing the things you love at the highest level possible for as long as you possibly can. And that, that for me is, is, the, is the root of what we're trying to do. Just taking care of yourself. Yeah, but the taking care of yourself has so many different steps to it, doesn't it? That's the interesting thing. And I think for so many people, like myself included, like hockey's been such a big part of my life. I've taken so much joy out of it. I've got so many mates because of it. Like I really don't want to stop until I have to. And like, you know, that, that's kind of a big thing for me. If I can keep my body going for, for that much longer, then it's just, it's just a great thing for me to be able to do and spend my time basically. And I'm sure it's the same thing for you when you're training, competing, yeah. doing this kind of stuff. So that's the story really. Slow down a bit, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More cover. Gotta keep going, gotta keep going. Mine was, mine's a little bit different. I think I always kind of, um, we actually obviously go to school together, play sport together. So I, we still we used to play centre-back together until he got a lot better than me. And I was not happy about that. I was never happy. <laughs> it was a sore spot. But I was just, just letting go. Um, so you two would play centre back together. Yeah. Oh, sorry, but I'll he, never win <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it was good fun, but it was just like. But I played, I played lots of different sports at a, yeah. de a decent level, and I just always have. And I've continued to do so throughout, whether it's been, you know, I play a lot of tennis, play a lot of football. I used to play a lot of basketball when I was younger. Um, and then in general, just like playing 
all sports and as much as you can really, especially I love the winter sports world, get out of skiing, which obviously is something which takes, gives you a hammering, right? Like you said, it's all these things about giving us the opportunity to keep playing, keep going, keep training as we get older. I think we both, we both train outside of that, whether it be, you know, lifting weights or going classes or cycling lots or I started trying to do a bit of running, so getting into that, but it's like finding all these different enjoyments. And I, personally, I think it's also part of like a, a mental stimulation get you out of there, get you out of the zone. I know that if I'm stressed and I jump into a class or I go somewhere and just sweat or you could go and work out in the gym, it allows you to really clear your mind mm-hmm. and sort of get back into it. Um, I think it's I really managed to enhance it using that and that makes it a lot easier to kind of get going, keep keep playing on various other things. Um, so I think mentally it helps out with that. I think generally with all well-being, I think we know you've got to be, you've got to stay fit, you've got to stay healthy. It's the way you're going to live a longer life and a happier life. Um, so I think that also pairs with it and I also enjoy I think being able to play sport with other people and doing stuff with others is is so much fun I think obviously play five side play on the side playing tennis like training together training with other people training with new people I think there's so many fun things out there that people are doing especially like I was at like farm the farm fitness the other day um, and that's just that's just epic fun as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's just you know what I think just like your endorphin levels when you're training with other people. Outside. Yeah, you're outdoors. It was sunny. Like it was, I was with new people as well, so I didn't know some of them. Um, I knew a couple. I didn't know some of them that well. Um, and you're just thrown into a zone where you're just like you're competing together as a group against other people. You're encouraging each other. You're having a great time. At the end of it, you're just like sweet. That was awesome. And I feel great. Let's go and do something else. Um, and I think there's a lot more of that happening. And I think it's really, really exciting. And I think there's, it's kind of like whether they can, you know, it, it's those group, group training sessions that I think actually are really, really valuable. I think more and more of it needs to be very trendy, aren't they? Last one, 10 years. Yeah. yeah probably cross it, made it a bit more trendy. Totally. Like the functional fitness competitions are just, they're just massive, aren't they? Like the, um, like turf games and energy and sort of things. Yeah. yeah. They were a really good community. But I think that's, I think that's the word, it's the community, right? Is you feel, you feel like you're welcome, you're working with other people, like you, you can talk to people. It's funny because it's one of those things where it's like sometimes I feel when you come up to certain CrossFit communities, you feel a little bit like you don't feel that welcome sometimes, but yeah. then once you become part of it, it, it is, yeah. yeah, but then it becomes, it opens up. Uh, like funny, I'm going to joke about um, like turf games and energy, like uh, every athlete's thinking they're like, yeah, it's good to sell. I think it's, but it brings a lot of people together, doesn't it? And it's yeah. like, I think we're actually, yeah, yeah, exactly, in a healthy, competitive way. Yeah, socialized by getting fitter. So that's the thing, I think that is a massive thing. I like, I, especially as you get older, like I find that I see some of my friends who might be married, have kids, and stuff like that. It's easier to say, Do you want to go do a training session on Saturday morning and let's grab a coffee or some, some brunch afterwards rather than go, do you want to come to the pub and get smashed? And it's like, no, that's going to be much easier to do that. So it's kind of like... Most like of the population do the latter. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. Football, pub, rugby. I think, I think it's interesting because yeah, there's kind of, there's two like trends kind of outside of that that are really changing the way people view this whole kind of like space of like health and wellness. And one is like, I think as younger people now are just drinking less and less and seeing their, their health is more and more important and that's a major thing. But also I think people's definition of kind of what being what being like healthy and well is has changed quite dramatically. I think in the past, if you look at like, you know, to like my dad or, or like that generation to some extent, I think it was like, you know, if you could get up and walk around and you, know, you, were, you were kind of fine. Whereas now that definition is slightly shifting to, you know, how much can you actually do? Like, can you get there and still do the things you love? Can you get out there and, you know, go for a long cycle ride if you want to, that kind of thing. 
it, so the definition of what being healthy and well for us in this kind of like fortunate yeah. privileged developed world has shifted slightly to, and the and the, the bar has been set a little bit higher so i think that's what you've also seen in this kind of explosion of popularity in in, in health and wellness as a thing is people just want to keep like want to keep better for longer so i think a lot of people now um are just have a picture of a bar we've done the strength training and you go back to like the 1980s and probably hardly anyone now yeah these days uh the strength training must go for us becoming a lot more popular yeah. yeah, exactly. I think there's, I think a lot more people are learning a lot more different sort of disciplines. And I think actually lockdown was interesting because I feel like you saw two different sides of it. You saw either people were just, suffer, I'm just going to sit this out, eat takeout and sit on the sofa. And then you had the people who were just like, right, I'm going to go cycling for six hours a day. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah no, yeah, no. <laughs> You know, that was, I think people learn to appreciate A, getting outdoors and B, training. When you're told you can do one thing a day and that's the training, I was just like, okay, cool. I think a lot of people are pretty safe during lockdown. Yeah. 100%. I mean, we spent hours out on the bikes. Like, we were just yeah. like, it was just like go cycling and like ride next to the same person for four or five hours just yeah. chatting. It's like, I don't know if you've been cycling, but over lockdown, um, I think it was June last year, I bought a bike and I probably went out you know, three days a week. You know, yeah. Like, Sucked a rich millions of people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, loved it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so, it's a really unique sport. I think it's obviously been quite, it's quite an elite sport to, to a certain level because it's expensive. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not, you obviously can get cheap bikes where people are spending thousands on bikes and stuff like that. But I think yeah. getting out on a bike and just riding and riding with people is so powerful. I think we like, we've seen it in a lot of different avenues, especially like, I think with, with TNM, which is the charity ride they're doing right now. Oh, yeah. um, it's all about mental health and actually cycling is really, really, it's, it's really huge in mental health. Because if you're riding next to somebody, the most important thing about, like, when you're talking to somebody about yeah. something which you're quite vulnerable about, you don't want to look at them in the eyes. Yeah. So when you're cycling next to somebody you're looking forwards, you're much more comfortable to open up. Yeah. And also you hit your, your heart rate and gets to a certain point where you're kind of like a flow state because you're not, you're not maxing yourself out and you've got a raised heart rate. So you're a flow state, facing forwards, riding with someone, you feel much more comfortable to talk about your feelings and more vulnerable stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so really, really powerful on that behalf. So it's really good. It's also quite good entry level for people who aren't always up to fit. So you can go from like the amateurs to like yeah, yeah. professionals. Yeah. Um, and the entry is like all these well I say it's quite expensive to get a bike with the money but yeah, exactly. And then side by that, yeah you can just get out of there, you can just it's the kind of thing you can just push yourself like however many laps you want to do originally. You can start with two and you can build up and keep going, keep going, keep going. But it's not one. Yeah, it's not one, yes. What's your um tell me about this charity? Um, so we're, yeah, we're working. So basically, the charity started by a guy called Ben and Jack. Um, I met Ben a couple of years, ago, a year and a half ago now. Um, he's a semi-professional cyclist who uh, who fell into cycling, found solace in cycling basically when his father passed away about in I think 20, 2018. Um, well, no, so twenty fifteen, his dad passed away, um, and he. He found, he found basically, he met a guy called Jack, who's the co-founder of the charity. Ben cuts hair. Jack came and sat in his chair one day and he cut his hair. And Jack always had a, he basically just always told everyone about his dad passing away. And Ben then obviously told him about his father passing away. And then they basically found, they, they grieved together. And they found it really, really powerful being able to talk to somebody. Um, so as well as finding solace in cycling, he also found solace in grieving with, with somebody else. Um, and 
we initially, I initially met him around Level Out, but then he told me about TNN, which, which is the new normal, um, and the charity. And basically what it is, is for it, basically they're bringing peer-to-peer counselling to the masses for free. So the idea is um, they've got different segments of talks. So you've got good grief, boys talk, girls talk, black talk, black and brown talk, queer talk. And basically anybody can come into the talk uh, within, those, within those sectors. You sit down or on Zoom nowadays, um, let's say there's 10 people, there'll be two hosts. Um, the hosts aren't psychiatrists or psychologists, they are just people who have gone through a similar experience. Um, they open up the conversations basically talking about their experience and then the room is open for people to talk. Um, and so they've built this charity up, they do 30 talks a day, 30 talks a, week, a month, sorry. Um, and they're really, really impacting a huge number of people with this. And I think actually it became very clear to me how much power they were and what they're doing for others was when we started, we started this charity ride. So the idea, Bobak came up with the idea to get but basically it's gonna be 10 teams. Each team has to cover 10,000 kilometers in the month of August. So it's called a race to nowhere um, because the idea is you can, you can ride anywhere on the roads, basically you just track your kilometers through Strava. Um, the idea is to raise awareness and money. Um, it's, it's obviously quite a tough challenge. We've got some teams who are absolutely smashing it. Like we've got team, two teams in Paris. One team, team? Sorry, uh, 10 people in each team. So yeah, 1,000 clicks, 1,000 clicks each, each of the month. Um, which we're actually realising is, is quite a feat if you're still training and doing loads of other yeah, stuff. Yeah, 1,000 kilometres per person. So it's 250 kilometres a week. I would just yeah. and tap that tap that onto like any other training you're doing. I mean, there are guys in, was there one guy who did a 1,300 in a week in Paris? There's a guy who's just 36. There's some, some crazy guys around. But we've got two teams in Paris, one team in Oslo, team in Copenhagen. But when I was, when we posted it on Instagram saying that we're doing this, um, it's happening, we basically had, uh, I had like somebody from Japan Message me on, on Instagram. Hey, like I've like TN has really helped me out with 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 with, with my own circumstances. I ride three hundred kilometers a week on average. Um, how can I support slash get involved? I was like, I'll get you in a team. I'll put you in touch with someone. And we had like some spare spots coming out. Um, so you just really see what they're managing to achieve, uh, and it really resonates with us. And I think from our side of things, we're we're, we're giving one pound of every order to chat to, to to TNN, and also going to be trying to raise money and awareness each year with different events. Yeah, I think it'd be nice. I think the ambition for a race to nowhere as well. I think we, I think we ended up with thirteen teams next year. I think this year, this year, sorry, like next year, hopefully we'll have like three divisions. So you have like a premier thing, like a three teams. Yeah, I'm going to branch out and do like maybe like an event. So we'll we'll, do, well next next year we're going to do. I think there's there's some ideas for a night marathon, uh, which would be cool. Um, like a more relay one, so it'd be like in, in like teams of four. Um, running, also. running. So we're running the 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 month the the the, the race to Noah will happen again next year, but as Bobby said, different tiers in it. I think events are something we definitely want to do in the right in the right way. I think we kind of like always been trying to do things slightly differently. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the aim of the game. Um, sort of turn things on their heads, which is kind of like the videos we've created in the past were all kind of a little bit different yeah. um, in their own right. I think that's always come from my inspiration from working from like Red Bull. Like where Red Bull just do things differently yeah. and it captures people's attention. I think the reality is, is that there's so much out there in the ecosystem right now that to cut through, you need to be doing something a little bit different. Um, if you know what I mean, there's, 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 there's so much going on. I like your video on your website. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the, yeah. Uh, like the paint. Yeah, yeah. That was. I mean, that was so funny because it was like so early on. We had even like properly launched yeah. website. Yeah, and like I think yeah, it's just gagging to make some cool content. <laughs> <laughs> just like searching out for people that we could do things with. Like, yeah, we went to went to a bunker in Bow and like, oh, wow. we just like did a load of stuff with with some people that 
are just really, really good at what they do. So yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, like a mix of Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think he says that because like, it is true. I just we, I, I conceptualize some really cool ideas, which are really great and look fantastic, but they don't really sell any products. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where he just hits well, me. Uh, uh, to be fair, like you're on a website, you're looking through and then you see a video, you're probably right to then. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's, true. it's, it's, it's like, it's also, yeah, I'm taking pictures. Yeah. I think it was good, like, it was just trying to think, like, in that respect, with, like, Erin, it's like, she, her movement, she's incredible at, like, movement, mobility, everything. And I was just like, how much. Was kind of, she ballet or she, she, I think, she, I think she trained probably in ballet and gymnastics when she was younger. Now she's, she's just, she's Budokan yoga and does everything. It's just like a master of it all. Um, and the idea was with her was just to kind of, Put, turn it upside down, cover her in UV paint, put her on a UV light in darkness, and she was just Who's like, idea was that to cover in? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take those off the side. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so it was, it was, it was good fun to create that. It's just, and then Bianca, obviously. It was, it was, yeah, she came off the wheel on that. Yeah, 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 it was cool. Yeah, she's, she's, she's so talented, what she does. She had her recently. Have her here recently, good fun. Yeah, she, last week, yeah, she's, uh, yeah. They're getting more edgeways, but <laughs> probably yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just training with her is intense. Mm-hmm. Actually, I haven't done it for a while now, actually. So no, I'm still no, recovering no, from the last one. Yeah. I'm going to try to do a day here, so I'll get you guys to come down. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd love that. Pairs event good. Oh, really? Awesome. No, I think I do genuinely think like the pair events and the group events are just such a good buzz. I don't really do individual stuff anymore. It's a sort of pressure event. I like more, more fun doing yeah. dates or. Yeah. It's a little bit more, you kind of like push each other more, and it's like. Hey, also, also, if you don't, it's quite nice if you meet someone new. Yeah. As well, kind of like pairing. Really good for social like networking and stuff, isn't it? Really uh, interesting podcast. Thank you guys for coming in. Um, so yeah, guys, as you know, um, the level out uh, supplements are at the on the shop the front. Um, any other questions? Um, you can catch them on Instagram or their website. It's pretty cool. We've got to watch that video. I enjoyed that. Um, Yes. Yeah, indeed. We'll respond to any questions on Instagram. It's not because yeah, it's easier. Yeah, we'll get one through our Instagram. So, cheers, guys. Thanks for having us, guys. <laughs>